When the Lewis and Clark expedition explored the Missouri River in the early 1800s, they wrote about its swift currents and shifting sands and a frustrating habit of changing course as it saw fit. But were they to retrace their steps along the Missouri today, Lewis and Clark would find a river one-third the width and a lot less wild. Devastating floods in the 1930s and 40s led to the Army Corps of Engineers constructing six major dams along the waterway to provide hydropower and irrigation and to tame the unruly river once and for all, or so they thought. We started to have water problems at our house, as did uh, 50 or 60 other uh, homes in that area of the city. That's Larry Weiss, who lived in Pierre, the capital of South Dakota. In the early 2000s, he and neighbors started seeing water seeping into their homes. As sediment comes into the Missouri River, it raises the flow line or the bottom of the river, which means water is pushed out into the adjacent uh, ground. Sediment is all the sand, silt, gravel, and soils that naturally travel down rivers to the sea. But once the Missouri got dammed, that material didn't reach the ocean. It piled up in reservoirs instead. And for the unlucky residents of Pier, the Big Bend Dam's reservoir downstream backed up water into their city. So Weiss and his neighbors formed a homeowners association to get some answers. So we... Uh... We went to the Corps and said, we got to solve this problem. We need to move houses out of this area. They also called their representatives in Congress, which was good because at first the Army Corps wasn't very cooperative. Initially, they were very stubborn. They said, quote, we projected that there were going to be sediment problems from the beginning and the process is as what we projected, and that's the way it is. Meaning that according to the original designs by the Army Corps, the reservoirs would eventually fill up with sediment, and that was the plan. Well, we didn't accept that, and neither did congressional delegation. So Congress really forced the Corps into this buyout process. In the buyout, the Corps offered to purchase homes impacted by the sedimentation, which Weiss accepted. But to him, the response was just a band-aid. It's a short-term fix, not a solution. As sediment continues to come into the Missouri River in the Pier Fort Pier area, that problem will get worse. You know, and one of the big problems with reservoir sedimentation is that it's a lot like cholesterol in your arteries. That's Tim Randall with the Bureau of Reclamation, which also operates dams, mostly in the West, to provide irrigation. The first symptoms of heart disease is a heart attack or a stroke. You can feel fine up until that moment. And with reservoir sedimentation, it's a lot the same way. And as Larry Weiss had learned, the sediment issue was known from the very start. They even had a name for it, the sediment design life. Virtually all the reservoirs in the United States and much of the world were designed with what we call a sediment design life, meaning that after so much time, the reservoir is not going to function very well. The outlet will be plugged. And usually the sediment design lives were 50 or 100 years, mostly 100 years for 
Bureau of Reclamation and Army Corps of Engineers. Every day, reservoirs across the country are slowly filling up with sediment, reducing their capacity to store water. Some might fill in decades, others in hundreds of years or even thousands. Randall says long before reservoirs completely fill, there will start to be problems like dam outlets or hydropower intakes getting gummed up, as well as boat ramps or marinas getting buried. Also, there are over 90,000 dams on the federal inventory, so any notion of just letting reservoirs fill up and store water elsewhere would be difficult. Pretty much all the good sites are taken. Conscious policy decisions were made that we're going to do the sediment design life approach, and in 50 to 100 years, it'll be somebody else's problem. We're not going to worry about it. I think now the present politicians, policymakers, just don't understand that that's that's the plan we're under. And climate change will exacerbate the situation by creating more extremes from flood to drought. Droughts not only draw down a reservoir's water supply, but they also tend to stress upstream vegetation and make it more susceptible to wildfire. And then when you finally do get the floods, now you have huge soil erosion with or without fires, but with fires you get a lot more. And so, yes, you're filling the reservoir with more water, but you're also filling it with a lot of sediment. And then when you go into the next drought cycle, your reservoir doesn't have as much water storage as it did in the previous drought. And so as the cycle continues, each subsequent cycle, you're starting off the drought with less water. For H2O Radio, I'm Franny Halperin.